Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I am coming to you right now from Orlando, Florida. I'm at the private practice section conference, which is part of the American Physical Therapy Association. And this is kind of podcast number 180 and a half. So what does that mean? Let me tell you. A lot of times when I finish my formal interviews with my guests, we kind of keep chatting, sometimes for up to like an hour after, and it's good content. And so finally, something went off in my brain, which probably should have gone off like a year ago, to say, hey, why don't I record some of this stuff? Because it's more off the cuff, it may not have to do with physical therapy, it may just be kind of a fun conversation. And that's sort of what happened with this today. So earlier this week, I interviewed Jimmy McKay. He is a third-year DPT student and the host of the PT Pintcast. After the formal interview was over, I asked if he had some time to still hang out and chat, which he did graciously. And so this is what we talked about. There are some questions that I just totally forgot to ask him during the interview. And we also talk about his life as a radio DJ and station manager Uh, of a rock station and what were some of his favorite concerts and his favorite interviews and why he decided to be a PT. So there's still a lot of great content. And so this is the first time I'm sort of releasing this uh, format. And I think I'm going to call it like a Thursday quickie because it's a quickie. It's a quick interview. It's like 10 minutes or so. Um, But it's fun. And I'm going to try and start doing that with each interview I have just so that the listeners can get a more personal uh, take on the guests and, and on me for that matter as well. So it's kind of a little after hours thing. And so this is the first time I'm doing it. So I hope that you like it. Um, and a big thank you to Jimmy McKay for being awesome and for hanging out for longer than he probably needed to. So, uh, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the podcast. So why did you why did you decide to become to go to PT school? What's the well, story? Well, this was the this was the question they asked. Where are you from? All, what do you do? Where are you from? What do you do? What you think? <laughs> so this is the question they ask. Everybody asks on the first day of PT school. Why do you want to be a PT? And the answer is like, well, my grandmother broke her hip, and I watched her go through PT. Or I was a I was a college soccer player, and I tore my ACL. I've never actually been to PT. I've never needed PT services. Um, I was in radio in Scranton, and radio stations are now pretty much owned by three major companies. There's three companies that own like 99% of all radio stations. So things are starting to get a little more corporatized. And I don't, I don't mind that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm all for having a good product and, and making some money. Um, but I was really in it for the fun and for the interaction with people. So the new company that bought the station I was working for kind of came in and they're like, well, this is how we do this. And they mapped out my entire year, and I really didn't have any input as I was the program director of the station. So I was like the clinic director of the radio station. Anything you heard was my responsibility, but I got to have some fun with it. It was like having a giant social experiment I could play with, a big old radio station. And that was kind of going away. So the fun was going down, and the money was staying the same or maybe even going down too. And at that time, I started um, training for triathlons and met a bunch of guys at a local cycling shop. And these guys were super cool, knew everything about bikes and about how to work out. And I'm like, you guys are cool, man. And they liked me because I got them and their wives tickets and backstage passes. We'd go to concerts and hang out. And I liked them because they told me cool stories. And one of them was a CI at a local hospital. He's like, you 
you sound like you're interested in this. I'm like, I'm really interested, but I don't know how to do it. He's like, I'll map it out for you. He wrote down what classes I need to take. And he, uh, he pretty much just said, take AMP1. If you don't like that, move on. And I took AMP1. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard of. And that's when he said, now go take AMP2, take physics, take chem. And that's kind of how I got started. I, I just liked, I liked their stories about who they got to help and how they, they were the guy doing it. They were the guy teaching that kid to walk after a car accident again. I'm like, could I ever be that guy? And he's like, totally. Just, just get your prereqs and, and find a school. And I said, I think I'm in. I think I'm leaving radio. So that was my dream job since sixth grade was to be on a radio station and run it. And I did it. So radio was kind of like that girl I fell in love with. And then we dated for 12 years. And I said, I got to go over here to PT school. But then I came back to PT school doing that. And I found this microphone and I said, oh, now I can, we can date on the side. So I'll just have a podcast on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a nice story. And it is unusual to hear someone go into PT school without having prior experience with a PT. Yeah. Um, or without having like some injury or know someone that had a big injury and went through PT. Um, so when you were at the radio station, so I know you said you went to concerts and things like things like that. So you were at the you were at the rock station in like Scranton Wilkes-Barre. So yeah. what was um what like what was your favorite concert that you went to? So before I left radio, I said I want there, my my big three were Lincoln Park, Dave Matthews Band, and the Foo Fighters. So I was mm. I when I knew I was leaving radio, I was like time to cash in every favor I've stored up over twelve years of radio, and I just said here's the deal: any of these guys within a hundred and fifty mile radius, you're gonna get me to meet them because you owe me for the, all those favors I did, and uh, I wound up getting a chance to to meet all those guys. And awesome. All super cool, all lived up to so wait, in my is head. Dave Grohl, just like the coolest guy, or what? Is he just the is, cool? He, he just seems like the coolest. Like, who else falls so, off a stage, breaks their leg, and's like, ah, keeps screw going. It. I'm just going to keep going. He, um, so I, I got an interview, lined up an interview, was going to get to meet him and interview him for, I think it was like scheduled, you know, he's a rock star. He's got stuff to yeah. do for 15 minutes. I'm like, I'll take, I'll take 15 minutes. So he walks in the room, super serious face on. I'm like, Oh, this is not going to go well. Um, he's like, so who's the guy? Who's the guy I'm supposed to hear? I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Jimmy McKay. And uh, I said, do you mind if I record? I just ask out of courtesy. I'm, I'm going to record this and just show him just so he doesn't isn't surprised by it. I'm going to record this interview. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't do interviews. So I freeze. Deer in headlights. He said, I only have conversations. And he broke into this gigantic smile like, I've been messing with you since I walked in. And that kind of just made me just go, Ah, okay, this is going to be awesome. I get to talk to, I just to get to talk to, I don't have to interview Dave Grohl. I just, to, I get to talk to Dave Grohl. Um, Dave Matthews equally, equally is awesome and impressive. Just a genuine guy. Mm -hmm. um, met him backstage and I brought my, uh, brought one of my cousins. You know, I was dating a girl at the time, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be with this girl forever. So I don't know if you're <laughs> Dave Matthews Dave meeting. Matthews worthy. Yeah. But my cousin's been there since we were born. So I brought my cousin Kara. And he walked into the, the little meet and greet area and there, his agent said, here's the deal. He's going to meet everybody and go in a circle. There was like maybe like eight groups of people. Then he's going to come back around and do pictures. Then he's going to leave. So he's going to talk to you for five minutes and move around. So he talks to us for 10 minutes. Oh, your cousin is my cousin, Kara. She's from Long Island, blah, blah, blah. He leaves, comes back around. So it's been 45 minutes. He's going to take his picture and then leave. He stops and goes, Kara, which part of Long Island did you say you were from? And I'm like, Dave Matthews remembered you were where you were from, Kara. Wow. And she was, I think, just married or engaged. And she's like, I would leave. I would leave with Dave Matthews right now. <laughs> I would. I could, I could give it up. I can give it all up and be with Dave Matthews <laughs> for the rest just of my life. Just in case my cousin Dan, who she marries listening, she didn't leave with Dave right, Matthews. Right, right, right. That's awesome. So which, which was your favorite concert to go to? 
favorite concert to watch. So not to interview. I know. But it's tough. It's tough. Um, The Foo Fighters just bring it. The Foo Fighters, I saw them in Atlantic City. Atlantic City when they were on their uh, Skin and Bones tour. So Uh they did half the the show acoustic, half electric. Oh, that's nice. And and I brought a girl. I brought a girl then, too, that I was dating. And on the way down, she's like, I don't even know if I know the Foo Fighters. (gasps) I'm like, hold on, hold on. I plugged in my iPod and played like six songs in a row. And she's like, I know all of these songs. And I was like, yes, you do. Of course, of course. Everybody knows the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, I have not seen the Foo Fighters in concert. Oh. I've, seen, I've seen Dave Matthews like 20 times. Yeah, me too. Um, and I've seen Pearl Jam a lot. Yeah. And Pearl Jam, last time I saw them, I, they were in Madison Square Garden, and they were awesome. And you know who I just saw like a couple of, like a month ago? I was with a patient, and I get a text from a friend of mine who lives in New Jersey. She's like, um, do you want to go see U2 in 15 minutes? What? What? And I was like, uh, yeah, like I'm going to be a little late because I was in, when I go to work, I know this may be frowned upon, but I wear like yoga pants and, and a t-shirt. Um, I don't get like all gussied up to go to Dolled my up. patients. Um, so I was like, yeah, I just, and I also had like a bag of vegetables with me because I belong to this crop share. So I had to like drop all the stuff <laughs> off in my apartment, get changed. Go down. Their concert, this was just a month ago, was amazing. Like the stage uh, show yeah. is, is out of control. And then Jimmy Fallon got up and sang a song, and then The Roots came out and did a song. I was like, this never happens to me. I'm never awesome. someplace when all these people come out. But you 2 they were, I mean, they're just amazing. They're, it's it's you 2 It's you 2 They're not going to have a bad show. And then I saw, this was probably like 10 years ago, maybe longer. I was in Philadelphia uh, on the pier in Philly. I don't know what yeah. pier it's called, but do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? I do, about? yes, yes, yes. It was like the hottest day of the year. It's like sticky and humid. And um, my friend had gotten tickets to the Beastie Boys. Oh, yes. And it was amazing because they did half their regular stuff. And then it was just like acoustic, just like music. Let it go. Like they weren't even singing or talking. It was just sort of this sort of trippy kind of. And I have to tell you, I left, I, like I forgot how warm it was. And you're just like so immersed in it. it. And they were, they were, and you know, you'll never see the Beastie Boys again. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right? Um, you're, you're talking about people just showing up like Jimmy Fallon and the Roots at the U2 show. Yeah. I like those cameos. So two that I remember, Linkin Park um, was in New Jersey and they just come out with this Collision Course album where they remixed five or six Linkin Park songs and laid on top Jay-Z songs. Kind yes. of like yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 and, Problems. Right. Yeah. And in the middle of their set, Jay-Z walked no. out because he's from Brooklyn and they did awesome. like two or three of those songs and yeah. that was ridiculous. And then, this goes back to high school days, I was watching the uh, Blues Traveler at the Horde Tour, the Horde Festival. Yeah, this yeah, was like yeah. 97. That's a long time ago. So John Popper's like, I got a buddy who's going to come out and help me play a song. Uh, my buddy's name's Bruce. No. So we're in, wait, we're in New York City. So everybody's like, we just, we don't know if it's a famous guy or not. Guy walks out, black leather jacket, baseball hat pulled down and sunglasses on. And everybody thinks, like, well, Bruce Willis? Yeah, it was Bruce Willis. Bruce, but we were thinking Bruce Springsteen. I was thinking Bruce Springsteen, too. That's what Bruce we thought. We're like, Willis. Bruce Springsteen. And then I'm like, let's get closer, because that's not Bruce Springsteen. Because he's playing the harmonica, oh, and it wound up yeah, being yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. Well, you know, at the U2, so I went to that U2 concert on a Wednesday. And on Friday, um, Bruce Springsteen got up and sang with them. Wow. Yeah, how about that? The boss. The boss. The boss. I mean, Amazing. Um, but those are probably my 
my best concerts. I don't know. I've been to so many. So, so they're, many. They're it's experiences. Awesome. They're experiences. Yeah, it's great. And I used to, you know, I went to like the big festivals. I'm all festivaled out now. I'm too old for festivals, I think. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. I can't do I can't do the all-day festival anymore and just kind of, yeah, I can't do it. But I do like a nice concert. Yeah, it's where, a good time. Where I have a seat. Because I'm I old. do like that too. I do like um, being able to sit. I like being able to sit. And what was um, so your best? I can't believe you interviewed Dave Grohl. That's so cool. Um, so what are you listening to now? Like what's on your 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 list? My, my iPod or uh, my my iPhone. Um, there's a band called X Ambassadors. And the reason I found out about them is like I'm catching a lot of um, just clips of songs on commercials. They're doing a lot of that. And you hear a commercial three or four times, especially during like the baseball game. It's playoffs now. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a Jeep commercial. And they kept playing this clip of a song. So I shazammed it. And it's a song from X Ambassadors called Renegade. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, this song's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know that yeah, one. Yeah, of course. So I wind up, you know, I, I just think if, if you find a song like that, Give them, give them enough credit and just download two or three of their other songs. And I wound up just downloading like a six-song EP. And these guys, they're just cool to listen to. Cool. I, I don't know who I can compare them to. Um, I'm not really good at that. Like These guys are kind of like a these. But that song Renegades is kind of along their flavor. So ex-ambassadors, Ex they got a couple I think of I, I think I saw them on Jimmy Fallon one night. Really good. Really, um, really good. You know who Jimmy Fallon had on? I can't. The name of the song I think is like Son of a Bitch. Do you know the song? Son of a bitch. I think that's the name of the song. It is like this guy is just this. Oh, is it uh, Nate Nate Ratliff in yeah, the Night Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that's he's a cool song. Kind of hipster-ish, but not yes. really. Like maybe he's from Austin, or he could be from Portland. It's one he of does those... have that Austin vibe, right? That song is so good. Like yeah, the first cool. time I saw him, like he he was on the Tonight Show, and I'm like, what is up with this guy? And all of a sudden, he just breaks out into like the chorus, and I was like, what is happening? This guy is awesome. It's just yeah. like the best. So whenever I like, I'm sort of ho hum, you know, ho hum. Um, I like throw that song on. I'm like, this guy's great. And you do a lot of walking in New York City. I so do you throw a lot the of earbuds walking. in, and you you can crank it out. You can change your mood with music. I do. I, I, uh, just reading a, just reading a story for a uh, class about using music with Parkinson's patients to kind of help them initiate that that motion. And I'm like, man, I could totally see me doing that, but not necessarily just for Parkinson's patients, like really getting some tunes going on in there. Well, yeah, I mean, it motivates people when they're running or cycling, you know. So if you're training for a marathon, I mean, you did triathlons, like you're usually yeah. running with some music. Got the tunes. Um, and it does, like I go on Spotify now and I go by mood. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. And so I'll just go by mood, and it does kind of pick you up a little bit. Sets you up for where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that's all the last questions that I wanted cool. to ask. So, so that was our thanks. happy ending. Yeah, that's our thanks for the happy. Oh, I gotta. That is not <laughs> thanks for the happy ending. That is not. Uh, I think that my better on the PT Pinecast. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for that. No, on that. that is not sound good coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I actually used to do a segment on my radio show called The Happy Ending. What I would do is I would get the last 10 seconds of a song and play it. Mm -hmm. And then have people call in and be like, what song was that? Because oh, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's oh, the, uh, that uh, uh, yeah. 
Oh, smart. I don't so know. I I'll fool, I'll play around with this, but I, if if I'm gonna like be like, thanks for the happy ending. Well, you uh, kept saying you kept calling it your quickie, which is just as bad. I, if that's not just worse. as bad. Like the little quickie at the end of the interview is just as bad. Anyway, I'll figure something out. But figure something. Out. I'll figure it out. Anyway, th thanks. No problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course.